0: I hope everybody doing well out there. Uh, it, as you've probably seen, the title of this episode is Why Do Bad Things Happen to Good People? Sometimes in this world, there are times when bad things happen, and they happen to people that we love, people that we know, people that we think highly of. It's so hard when we see this happen. It's It's even worse when these bad things happen and they're permanent or or even deadly. It breaks our hardest people, and and the hardest hearts melt into submission when a mother passes, or maybe a, a pregnant mother. Something something happens suddenly, or someone struggles with sickness for a while, or eventually and they eventually succumb to it in the last years of their life, or anything but pleasant. And even as I'm writing my notes and telling you this, I'm reminded of of heartache. Some years gone by, some recently. And they're just as hurtful and just as relevant today as they were all those years ago. What if we found ourselves in Job's situation and walked with the Lord's blessing and and know that uh, these things have happened to us? Would we be content with knowing that our current state doesn't really have anything to do with God's goodness it's hard isn't it when no matter where we find ourselves, God's still good even whenever it seems like things are bad around us that kind of really goes to the heart of the of the whole issue, doesn't it? It's hard to it's hard to see the glory of God or call God glorious whenever he's air quotes here caused us this hurt right I mean that's what we think, you know, we think God caused this because He does in fact cause everything. In some levels I'm sure that's right, but in in other levels it's hard to swallow that this this is our fault. We want to say that that God is in control and nothing escapes his eyes, grasp for his purpose. And I said in some ways that's correct, but the state we find ourselves in, and the hardest part of this state is that this is a self inflicted state. We inherited sin, debt. Because of that, we're stalked by death. I mean, we're every time you turn around, there he is. And it seems like it's disappointing. It seems like it's depressing. It there's a lot of there's a lot of it that there's a lot of it that's really overwhelming if you spend too much time thinking about it. And as I said before, uh, we think about ourselves as being good, it's it's really a cliche to say this next part, but it, but it is what it is what it is. We see in in Mark ten and eighteen where Jesus says nobody's good but God and talking to the rich young ruler of course there. We see in Romans three ten where Paul would say none's good, no not one. And we know that that only God is good and that man, if you listen to any of my other episodes, I'm sure I've touched on this before, that man is anything but good, that man's heart is deceitfully wicked above all, who can understand it? And while that is the, uh, the, the touchstone of the evangelical message when it comes to why these bad things do happen, it almost sounds calloused, doesn't it? It almost sounds like we don't really care. Nothing could be further from the truth. As Christians, we weep for people whenever they weep. We love and as and as Christians, we tend to we tend to hurt more about a situation that doesn't directly involve us than people might want us understand because in some cases we understand the spiritual and eternal significances of things more than the persons that are involved, especially if the persons that are involved are lost. I can use several instances from the Bible that would speak to why these bad things happen and how they are in fact our fault and it is actually the goodness of god that keeps this from being the norm more than why do bad things happen to good people we really ought to ask ourselves why do so much good things happen to so many bad people again it sounds cliche and it is cliche anymore and it and it sounds heartless and that's not my intention behind this that's not that's not my intention at all uh but rather than harp on the reason for this and, and harp on the, on the reason that sounds callous, I want to encourage you. I want to spend the. This is going to be a short podcast. At least my intentions are to make it short. But I want to, I want to encourage you to know that, okay, we can, we can come up with a biblical and theological answer that, that holds water as to why these things happen. And while that's the nuts and bolts of it, how do you live with it? How do you how do you carry it? If you're Job or Brother Paul when they wrote things, how how do you carry it? What if you're one of Job's friends or one of the guys that ministered to Paul in prison? How do you approach somebody, somebody you you love, that's in a that's in a very painful state and a very dark place because of? Of hurt because of of loss, because of hurtful things or disease or pain or death, any of these, how do you be the voice that cries peace and the light and the darkness because I promise you to go to the house of somebody who's just experienced such a great tragedy. And tell them that this tragedy is their fault. is not going to be well received. And it prob- probably isn't even going to be well received from Christians. If you were to tell them that. Because while it may be true. And they may understand it on some levels. It's not really ministering to them. I listened to a uh, an excerpt in the middle of a song. That Pastor John Piper put. It was a song by Shane and Shane. I encourage you to go and listen to it and he used a portion of second corinthians chapter 4 this chapter is just so rich with peace it's so rich with with hope that that I want to share it with you before I do I want to I want to make clear who this is hope for this hope is for christians if you're not a Christian this isn't going to bring you the kind of hope that you think it is if you're not a Christian and you're listening to this I can't express enough how urgent you need to become a Christian how how urgently you need to put your faith in Jesus because you're not promised tomorrow the breath that you've breathed your entire life was granted to you by grace and I doubt we've asked permission for it the way that we should So this is the hope that Christians have. This is the hope that all those who put their faith in Jesus Christ have. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things because of shame, not walking in trickery, nor distorting the word of God, but by open proclamation of the truth God. ...commending ourselves to every person's conscience in the sight of God. And even in our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing... ...in whose case the God of this world has blinded the eyes of the unbelieving... ...so that they will not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ... ...who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as bondservants. On account of Jesus, for God said, ...light shall shine out of the darkness and the one who has shown in our hearts to give, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, so that the extraordinary greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but we're not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying around in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who live are constantly being handed over to death because of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our mortal flesh. So death works in us, but life in you. But having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. Knowing that he who raised the, the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and will present us with you for all things are for your sakes, so that the grace having spread to more and more people will cause the thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. But though our outer person is decaying, yet our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. It's so important that we realize that if we weigh out the situations that we find ourselves in, or the, the hurt, the downtrodden, the sick, the dying, those who've lost, those who've buried, we weigh those things out by the eternal weight of glory that will be revealed in us. That doesn't mean that we downplay the hurt that doesn't mean that we we diminish in any respect the things that have gone on that hurt us or that drag us down or depress us or keep us sick no no but rather it's it's almost the opposite the only way that we can quantify it is to say that this is so bad that it's going to take it's going to take the revelation of glory in eternity with jesus to make this worth it, if you're if you're not a Christian, and I haven't persuaded you to be one thus far, I want you to understand that to suffer these momentary afflictions because, regardless of how bad they are, our life is but a moment. So to suffer these momentary afflictions and not have a promise or a hope. Of having the glory of God be in your life for eternity is to sell yourself cheap. It is to take the things that that would drag you down and let them drag you all the way down to eternal separation from God. That's that's not what I want. That's not what anybody wants. Rather than rather than take these afflictions that are so bad. And have them become something that becomes an anchor around your neck. Let them become something that puts you on your knees so that God can carry you. I too know what it's like to have great loss in my life. I've seen those around me with it. Most people, if you live long enough, will experience some some amount of great loss. And I know that it's Impossible. Impossible. To carry that. And that's okay. Because we have a God who has said, please cast your cares upon me and take up my burden, for it is easy and it is light. He cares for you. He desires you to cast your cares on him, these things that, that you can't carry on your own. He desires that load and that you to carry his. And whenever we put our faith in him, it's all going to be worth it, church. It's all going to be worth it. If you've suffered great loss and it's taken you to a dark place and the last thing on your mind is prayer and the last thing on your mind is to see the glory of God revealed in your life, I promise you it's the first thing you need. If you want to email me, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you as pointedly as you allow me to. Put in the subject line of the email. Uh, something urgent that I would catch. J.F. Jones, 1105 at com. That is J-F-J-O-N-E-S, 1105 at dot Prayer is the most powerful weapon in my arsenal and any Christian's arsenal. To say I'm praying for you is not a cop-out. That's to say that we're going to levy the powers of heaven in your favor. Would we'll do everything. That's 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 really all I can do. I would try to encourage you to reach out to loved ones that you have. To call somebody, if you know somebody who's going through a, a time, and this isn't you, to call somebody and just tell them that you love them. It doesn't take much. It would be bad to have go through what Joe went through. Remember, he had friends that came. Never underestimate that. Please, please, put your faith in Christ. And he'll never disappoint you. I want to end with a short prayer. And I want to thank you for listening. Father, I come in Jesus' name. And I ask that there be anybody who's suffering or struggling in any area dealing with loss that you would that you would give them grace and move on them pick them up and carry them into your presence that you'd send somebody their way to give a little encouragement God I thank you for your for your grace I thank you for your your blessings I know that you bless and you're worthy of praise when you bless and you're worthy of praise Whatever you're taking away we'll be sure to give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for your alworthy it's in Jesus name I pray amen a little bit different topic today fellas but this talk's real and I'm Big John we appreciate you.